Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is the movie Mission Impossible one minute at a time. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. And I'm Scott. We're back again. We're here to talk about minute, what are we on? 13? 13. <laughs> minute 13. All right. We're with Scott Corelli from so many different minute by minute podcasts. Uh, I enjoy also the Spider-Man minute. We haven't talked about that one yet. I know you're probably going to do it on your in your plugs at some point, but... I wanted to say I really do love your guys' uh, take on the Spider-Man Minute, because Sam Raimi's Spider-Man was life-changing for me. Oh, nice. Well, we're going to have to get you on there then. Oh, uh, yeah, because aren't you guys just now wrapping up uh, the first one? Yeah, yeah, we just wrapped up the first one, so we're on hiatus now. Um, and uh, so uh, we'll, we'll do Spider-Man 2 uh, at some point. Um, <laughs> we're not yeah. we're not I- in a hurry, because we, we, we put a lot of work into that show. Um, well, <laughs> that I'm that I'm taking by doing another movies by minute show because I'm insane. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm. I already uh, I already pitched another idea, and I'm like, yeah, that that's what I'll do in my downtime because <laughs> it'll be easier because there's only one movie and there's never been a sequel, so it's all good. <laughs> this minute starts with the introduction of Miss Norman, which seems to be Sarah's cover in this operation. And ends with an elevator coming down, pinning Jack uh, up against it, and him saying, "Oh, great! I I love this. I um, love it too. I I, do. I I just I love this. It this feels the most like I think it was this hairspray thing that made me go like simultaneously go. That is the most low tech thing I've seen." In, uh, in a spy movie or anything in a really long time. And, and two, like, it's kind of brilliant in its simplicity. You need to follow this guy. So we're going to tag him with this thing that only you can see. I don't know. I think that's kind of brilliant. (laughs) It is brilliant. And when you say it like that, you make it sound brilliant. (laughs) In reality, isn't Hannah's entire job to follow this guy? Apparently, yes. Yeah. You know, also in the movie, there's not that many people there that I would be confused about where Galitzin is and isn't. <laughs> it's it's such an odd leap. They're like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna spray the back of his head with a <laughs> tran a, f- a fluorescent whatever spray. I do love it because I love the glasses. I love Hannah. Is up. It's a lot of white dudes with brunette hair. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I I don't know. I could. I could see getting. I mean, look, the three of us are three white guys with brown hair. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't blame anyone if they were like, ah, I need a little bit of a help here. There's a lot of brown hair guys at this, all wearing tuxes. I could easily get these people confused with each other if I didn't know every inch of this person. If like this wasn't someone I knew. I mean, look, Kevin McAllister lost his dad because some other guy was wearing the same. Jacket. <laughs> and if he'd only been wearing Ray-Bans that could see into the yeah. uh, fluorescent. Yeah, where was the talk boy that could do that? <laughs> I, I like that you are, I like that you are the, you are the sole voice of reason on this plan. Scott. You fight okay. for this. Well, it's a very well orchestrated shot. I mean, set of serious shots. I mean, intercut between the POV shot that continues on and then we're cutting away to other other agents and other portions of the shot. So in other angles, 
Uh, but it all feels very connected and very as one piece, which is nice, even though we're cutting away. Yeah, from that we, one we really. sort of skipped that. Let me let me go back and actually explain what's going on because we just went right into the spray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so give, give, give me one second. I'll just let me go back in. As, as Glitzen walks in, we see Sarah pull out something from her bag and then Hannah pushes a really cool button on the side of her sunglasses and her sunglasses darken and we start to see a different spectrum. And then Sarah sprays the back of Glitzen's head. No, I also find it interesting that there's a lot of weird looking people in this place. And as Galitzin walks up those stairs, there are these two people that are like staring right at camera. And I don't know if that's like intentional or if they like are extras that are like, Hey, we're just staring at the camera. You know, it's very off putting if you're, if you're paying attention. There are definitely a lot of people making eye contact with, with the team. Yeah. And with us as the, Audience. Exactly. The plan is to follow Galitzin, and he's going to go and get the knock list from somewhere, and we're worried that it's so busy and everyone's got brown hair, as Scott said, <laughs> that <laughs> that we're not going to be able to follow him. <clears throat> so we spray the back of his head. I got it. Yeah, okay, so the other the other reason why you want to tag the back of his head, I just thought of this. You can, you can follow him from a further distance because you can see the bright yellow... You know, shining from like a hundred yards away, and you'd still be able to see it. Is that how that works? So this will glow in the dark. I assume so, right? Because it was like a chemical that they sprayed. So like the lighting doesn't matter. So the plan is once he gets outside with the knock list and is in a car going to the buyer, this is how they track him because they yeah, can maybe. see him in the car at right. night. Yeah, since Hannah's supposed to be in the car with. Claire. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be in there with Claire at some yeah, point. Exactly. So that actually makes sense, Scott. It does. Yeah. Now, now on an aside, I really enjoy when they go from Hannah's POV shot of Sarah spraying Glitzen's head to the back to the POV shot. And they do this funky thing that, you know, he's supposed to be wearing glasses. Remember that? It all of a sudden turns and raises up towards Glitzen and, and Sarah spraying the, gla- the, the hair. It's like really surreal. Yeah, the glasses move again. Yeah, it's, it's that weird POV thing, you know? It's like... Uh, and also in this scene, we go back to what Scott was saying in the last minute. Uh, it's really off-putting how Jim is speaking right now. He's yep. so calm and mm-hmm. so collected and so downplaying what he's doing. He's telling Hannah to do something and it's super quiet. Drop the shade. Why is Pull he, the shades. Excuse me. Why is he running this operation out of a library? That just doesn't seem like a smart move. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. It'll, it'll all, hey, this, this little plan will all make sense at the end, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to give a, a shout out to De Palma again. Um, cause this, this slow zoom in. To Hannah is just about the most De Palma thing I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, it's great. It really is. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and, and, and everything's just, so yellow and golden yeah. looking. Uh, he lo- he, shot. he just loves those long lenses, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He really does. If and, I if I didn't know and she wasn't changing her glasses into some weird spy thing, that looks like a shot from Scarface. Yep. Yeah. 100%. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yep. Because even her glass, she's dressed like she's in Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really weird because she's also not dressed like she should be going to an embassy party. No, she's not. <laughs> Who's that weirdo up there wearing the <laughs> weird tie-up tie dress with the weird glasses on? Yeah, the aviators. Know, <laughs> Who's wearing aviators at this fancy dress party? <laughs> yeah. 
She, I, you know, you, you, you said that Ethan thinks he's Maverick. I think she does. It's very confusing. It's like, she also looks like she walked out of Phantom of the Paradise too. So it's like, you know, what? Oh, she's yeah. Just, she just walked out of some De Palma film, multiple De Palma films, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Hannah's his muse and we just didn't know it. Yeah, maybe. She gets like the best shots. <laughs> I can't wait to see where, where she is in the rest of the movie. I wonder if you could take each of these characters. And sort of put them on another character in another De Palma movie. Cause I think, I think Hannah definitely feels like Michelle Pfeiffer in Scarface. Yep. I think Emilio Estevez feels like, uh, John Travolta in Blowout. Um, <laughs> can we, can we keep this train going? <laughs> can we? Phelps oh sort of seems like, like Lithgow in Blowout, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. He's very much that, that quiet voice and the, yeah. You know, mansplaining sort of situation. Absolutely. Well, or Jim Phelps is Sean Connery in The Untouchables. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> you could go with that. Although Sean Connery gets a little fiery toward the end, but like early Sean Connery in that movie, mm, yeah, is uh, he's very stoic and you know he walks with his on his beat cop with his little this little twirly whistle and yeah, you know he's very matter of fact. Ethan Ethan Hunt, I feel like is the only one that doesn't quite match a De Palma character. No, it's because he's Maverick from Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, he's a totally different movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would think Sarah Davies is very much uh, Carrie's mom. <laughs> Weird quietness that's you know very stern. Uh, oh yeah, motherly thing to her. It's the De Palma All Stars. I'm sure the I'm sure the behind the scenes was because Tom Cruise was producing this. De Palma only got to give direction to everyone else. Yeah, yeah, and not agree. Tom Cruise. Yeah, he probably said a few things, but Tom's going to do what he wants to do in this movie. So yeah. Oh, Whereas boy. for Hannah, he you know the director could just be like, "All right, I've already got this idea. It's perfect." Have you seen Scarface? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if not, I'll put it on a personal showing for you. That's what I want you to be. All right, great. Jack is blocked in the elevator. The elevator is, has come down, so we now know the elevator was above him. It comes down and pins him in between the elevator and and the wall. He is trying to use whatever hack is going to be happening, because we still haven't seen where uh, Sarah Davies is going with the senator, so we don't know yet what sort of security they have to get through. But because it's a Mission Impossible movie and we all watch the TV show, we know they're going towards some sort of gauntlet of security, whatever that measure happens to be. It's interesting. We've only seen the senator in that one wide shot where Sarah sprayed uh, Galitzin. Right. You know? mm-hmm. uh, we've not. We've actually not seen a close up of him yet. Right. Another another POV shot. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah's POV shot. Yeah. I whatever whatever they're about to whatever's about to go down with Jack in the elevator. It requires a lot of cabling. A lot. It really just looks like he's straight up installing cable. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because at one point he's pulling cable out. Yeah. Like like coaxial, and it's and it's so important that he's doing it that even as the elevator is coming, he's like, "Well, now I just have to do it faster." <laughs> <laughs> just like urgently pulling cable out of his pants. He must have some sort of high, uh, you know, early version of uh, cable Wi-Fi, you know, going on there, mm-hmm. cable internet. I think I don't think he has an outside connection other than his video until he puts that little weird square with the with the uh, wire onto that junction box. No. I think that's his in. I think his MacBook doesn't even have power until he <laughs> until he okay. slices in there. I have a theory. Has okay. is the invention of Wi-Fi the reason that Mission Impossible stunts have escalated? Because 
they now 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 it's like not a big deal to hack into a thing. So there's no stunts there. It's literally just you know Simon Pegg in a van. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Down down the road, you've got Bing Rams in a whole other country hacking right. into places. Yeah, 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 exactly. So is is that why the stunts have escalated? Because they're like, well, we can't we can't have the guy go in the elevator and have to plug in manually. <laughs> I, I think it's a combination so, of that and 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 Tom Cruise's age going up yeah. and him still trying to prove that he's you know Tom Cruise and can yeah. do his own stunts. You know, yeah. Uh, until like this last one that apparently he's just uh hurt his hip or hurt his knee and his ankle and mm-hmm. ankle you know, ankle it's going too high no i think it was actually his hip because if you see that hit it looked like he hit a wall like with his hip not not with his ankle <laughs> tom cruise hurt himself probably what a month ago seven <laughs> weeks ago seven weeks ago so he's just now coming back yeah, they just started shooting yesterday up. the other day so yeah, yeah. To finish up sh- shooting six, so yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing like uh, having to plug in manually into a into a server. That is just not a thing anymore. No, it's not, not at like, all. That that was a thing for. I mean, we're talking what 40, 50 years of spy stuff, like the the manual hook into the computer thing. Yeah. Uh, and if you like it here, halfway through this movie, there's a whole 10 minutes where uh, they have to manually exactly. plug into something. Exactly. <laughs> and it's going to take, take us two weeks to talk about. And it's arguably, <laughs> it's arguably the most iconic moment in all of the Mission Impossible franchise. Nowadays, you would just wirelessly access the information from a Dropbox. Done. Yeah. Or, or your cell phone. You'd be like, yeah, uh, and it's done. Okay. I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you'd uh, walk by and have your phone put some malware onto someone else's phone <laughs> and take their files. Done. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this whole movie is predicated on on the fact that you had to be within a certain distance of the people you're trying to hack or the machine right. that you're trying to hack. Even the whole finale, as we get to it, will be <laughs> required for that, you know? Yeah, it's all yeah. it's all about where you are and how close you are to a signal. And then I think by the time we get to like the fifth movie, they're all over the country doing it, you know, all over the world actually doing it. So it's, it's interesting. It's been better for spy movies. I think in real life, spying has gotten, I don't want to say easier because I'm not a spy, <laughs> but as far as you know, I think that, it, that, that level of uh, being able to do it from anywhere probably has helped on the uh, cyber side, cyber ops. Yes. So, tech of the week then, huh? Tech of the week in for this episode, there's lots of different ones that can be. I'm voting for Hannah's blue blocker aviator sunglasses. Would, would, would that incorporate this, the 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 spray as well? Is that the same thing? Yeah, it's it, it's I'm going to have to go with just the glasses because they can sense fluorescence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the spray, if you want to bring that in as your own tech, oh, okay. you can do that. But I'm going with the glasses. Gotcha. That's my tech of the app. I'm going to go with – I mean, look, I defended that spray. I got to go with the spray. I think the spray right. is amazing. I, Scott's yeah. all about the spray. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to I'm gonna go to bat for that spray. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going back with the, with the, the Steadicam glasses because, I mean, you know <laughs> – POV glasses wise, you know, there's no way that his head's gonna angle up and unless it's ET and then Dutch angle and then Dutch angle back down. And no, those things are amazing. Yeah. So you did glasses in the last episode. I'm doing, doing, I'm doing those glasses again because they're impressive. All right. (laughs) That's a strong showing for the glasses. (laughs) Special shout out to uh, Jack's cabling 
whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. that's unfortunately that's not. Is that tech? If it's just the wire that the tech goes through, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's whatever's holding the cable. His his bag of holding, you know, his cable bag of holding. Yeah, or I love to see. I love to see Jack getting ready for this mission. He's just like, okay, I got my MacBook. Got like I don't know. 40 feet of coaxial cable. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) That's going to weigh about, I don't know, 60 pounds. And it's all got to fit in my fanny pack. That's that's a great place to stop for uh, this episode. (laughs) That it is. Uh, Scott, do you have anything to plug? Uh, I do. Uh, you brought it up earlier. Um, so I'm going to plug Spider-Man Minute. We just finished up season one. So the first Sam Raimi movie. And, uh, we talked about all 120 minutes of that. And we've got like a a little special connection with you guys because our film was also written by David Kep. And we, we actually talk a lot about his first draft in that show, uh, that involved Dr. Octopus and, and, all kinds of crazy stuff uh, in his uh, original first draft for that movie. Um, so oh, I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, neither can I. Definitely uh, check out Spider-Man uh, Minute <clears throat> if you haven't already. And we're on hiatus right now. So you've got uh, plenty of time to go back and listen to all of that. And, and then we'll be back eventually to talk about Spider-Man 2. So there you go. Cool. Fantastic. You can email us at minuteimpossible at gmail.com. Come over to our new Facebook group, The Impossible Minute Force, and talk with us about Mission Impossible, any of the tech of the app that you wanted to talk about, or any other goofy things. We talk about everything over there. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for Minute 14 of Mission Impossible. I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. And I've been Scott. This minute will now self-destruct. Nice job, Scott.